let's let's roll. Let's do it. Let's talk puck for the first time in a long time. Welcome everybody. How's everybody doing out there? Everybody have a good summer. Let's talk some puck, man. Welcome to What the Puck. This is a Washington Capitals podcast. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Baltimore Sports Report Network and CapsHill.com. Joining me as always, he's got a nice tan. He's been on the beach all summer long. What? Coach Dan, what's going on, man? I have not been on a beach. I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. How was your summer, man? It's been a while. We haven't talked. Uh, you go anywhere good? Do anything fun? No, I, you know, I was working all summer. Uh, working at a summer camp, so it was a lot of fun. I got some time outside. So the tan, the tan part is probably somewhat accurate. At least is it, is it farmers, man? Uh, yeah, I work at a summer camp with kids. I'm not rolling around with like you know, <laughs> that's just being appropriate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, it was, a, it was a good summer. How about you? Do anything fun? Go to any. Uh, we did one hockey thing over the summer. We we met up at uh, at Keller. That's right. We we enjoyed Fan Fest. Uh, got to check out some of the rookies, and uh, we talked about that on our last episode. But we haven't really uh, done anything since then. I've definitely missed hockey. It's been a quiet summer uh, after the uh, I guess the 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 draft and and the trade deadline. Everything kind of quieted down in Caps world. But uh, just like Ovechkin's back from Russia, we're back on the podcast. We're gonna get ready because it is training camp time. Yeah. We're recording this on Thursday night, September 18th. Training camp starts tomorrow. The Caps are back at Kettler. They were uh, there today doing uh, uh, media day, so they're getting their picture taken, doing some interviews, getting ready to do the uh, the intro video, uh, which they posted a lot of cool pictures from. Looks really cool. Uh, very cool stuff. But, man, um, we're talking about these guys just showing up. Let's talk about this real quick before we get you know deep into training camp. Yevgeny Kuznetsov. Uh, we waited four years for this kid to show up. Uh, they tried everything. George McPhee went over to Russia a few times to entice him to come over, and he wouldn't come over. Now that he's here, he's refusing to leave. I mean, he has been in D.C. I think in, I think since June, uh, visiting doctors and training at Kettler and getting used to uh, the the uh, North American way of playing hockey. Uh, high hopes for this kid, but it looks like this kid is at least going to put some effort forward, and he's going to try to deliver this season uh, because he knows what's going on around him. But Yevgeny Kuznetsov, uh, he, he's going to be a, a, a big name here in, in D.C., I think, and uh, he's proven it already because he's he's been training for b- months before training camp starts. No, that is exactly what you want to hear as a Washington Capitals fan, that these guys are staying over. The, the knock of against European players, and especially Russians, is that they, they have no interest in playing. They come over here for the money. They don't really care so much about winning a cup or anything like that. So to see a guy like him to be sticking around and he's hanging out in the area, he's getting to know the area, that's great to see because it is a big culture shock. Like, sometimes as fans we forget that these are you know actual human beings, not, it's not just a video game. Uh, and so this, it's, it's their life, and they have to get – uh, acclimated to not just a new city and new people and, and and traffic for one thing in this area, but just being able to understand the culture shock and all those sort of things. And so for him to be over here and getting acclimated is definitely going to help because it's a, it's less for him to have sort of on his shoulders for him to worry about when he's in practice and when he's on the ice. And so it's great to see that he's getting acclimated. I do think that this kid is going to be great. He's going to be great for this team. Um, he doesn't seem like he's someone who's necessarily going to want the spotlight, but he's going to be out there. Kind of like Backstrom in that way. Mm-hmm. Like he's a really good player, but he's not necessarily there to 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 
this is going to sound bad, but to Ovechkin it, like he's not going to go out looking for the attention necessarily, but he's going to be a guy who wants to go and he loves playing hockey. He's having a good time. And uh, I think he's going to be a great player for this team. Yeah, he's definitely going to be somebody I want to watch all the way through training camp because even though he came over last year and he played a few games and he, he looked great in those few games he did play, this is his first training camp. And uh, not just him, but the entire team now is going to get acclimated to a brand new coach and a brand new system. Uh, but he definitely will have the spotlight on him. I think what made it a little bit easier this summer is the fact that Dmitry Orlov was here as well. Of course, Dmitry Orlov was uh, was rehabbing because I think he, he had a, a broken wrist from playing in Worlds, and uh, he was kind of getting used to that, and he was working with the trainers and the doctors here in D.C., so that was good. Uh, you, if you follow Kutznetsov on Instagram, he went to Redskins games, he went to uh, some Nats games, uh, he did some, he, he went to the uh, Milan uh, football game, that uh, I think that was at FedEx as well, or maybe that was at RFK, I'm not sure, but... He's definitely getting acclimated to the area. He's going to sporting events. He's he's interested, so you like seeing that. And I don't know if you saw it, but uh, when he he posted his picture from the Redskins game, I told him to come up to the to the M and T Bank Stadium for Baltimore Ravens game, and that just lit a firestorm on his uh, Instagram account. People yelling back and forth. Not not a smart move on your part, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to do. No, I saw he's been going to games. I mean, Carlson went to. I think Carlson was at when they they beat the minor league version of an NFL team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so you know it's it's great to see that he's getting acclimated. In this, I mean Carlson, I mean he's already been here. That's awesome to see. But it's great to see that the players are sort of sticking around in the city and they they spend some of their summers here. I know this isn't necessarily where they would call home, but when you work in the city for so long, it's nice to see that they're willing that they want to stick around. But especially guys, I mean, Orloff was rehabbing, but a guy like Kuznetsov who was hanging around getting used to everything, and it's great to see. I think this is definitely, as long as he can handle the media, I think he'll be fine. And I think it's because it's Washington and because it's the NHL, he's not going to have quite the same media impact that he would have if he was playing in Canada or in New York or probably, you know, even like Detroit. Uh, so I think, I mean, he'll be okay. He's, he's got to have to handle some of the, the expectations that I'm sure the fans and that the, 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 the coaches in the front office are going to have on him. But I think as long as he goes out there and he's playing on a good line and he's working out well with his teammates, which I think the biggest thing going into camp is going to be where these lines end up. But as long as, as Kuznetsov is, is he's out there and, and they support him in the way he needs to be, uh, then I think that he's going to do really well. And I think th- the funniest thing I think of him, I believe this is correct, but qu- correct me if I'm wrong. His first goal, this guy's coming over, he's supposed to be sort of like a uh, uh, a flashy player to some extent, right? All the goals right. you see on YouTube are of him just going around players like they're, they're traffic cones, like they're Jeff Schultz. <laughs> and so, um, was it his first NHL goal basically a garbage goal? It was just like a rebound he knocked back in. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely was. Yeah, that's the thing you want to see. These guys, I mean, a lot of them, the knock on Russians, and to some ex- some extent, it's it's kind of it, to some players it can be true, but it's definitely not true of all of them. But that the knock is that they're just flashy players, and and here comes Kuznetsov, a guy who's supposed to be a flashy player, and his first goal is a garbage goal. It's great to see a kid like that who's willing to crash the net to do what he needs to do. They ended up losing that game in overtime, but it's good to see a kid who can crash the net and do what he needs to do to help this team win. And I think this is the guy who's if he can play well, he's going to be a fan favorite. He already kind of is, but he's going to be a huge fan favorite very soon. And this is great considering this is a guy that everyone was, a lot of people were very concerned was never going to come over. Yeah, I I was worried that he was never going to show up either, but uh, I was at the game uh, where he, I think he was in attendance uh, last uh, March. It was like March eighth, and he he signed and he was just watching the game. So, and I saw a guy already making a jersey there at Verizon Center with his. Name I got time to waste, man. Yeah, so like that was that was definitely very cool. Um, 
And um, so let's talk about training camp. Training camp will officially start tomorrow. Uh, we're going to see all the normal guys that we normally see there. We're going to see uh, a bunch of guys that will probably be Hershey Bears. The rookie camp already happened last week. They already had a game up against Philadelphia. So we're, we're definitely in a full swing here. But let's talk about this. This is what I want to start off uh, with this new training camp. This is a whole new regimen, man. We got a new GM. We got a new coach. We got new uh, assistant coaches. We got a new goalie coach. We've got uh, we've got new players. We've got former Penguins showing up in town. Brooks Orpik. We got Matt Niskanen. We've got a new backup goalie, Justin Peters. That that pretty much is signifying and letting Holpe know he's the guy going forward. He's our number one goalie. Uh, what is going to happen with this team? What are you expecting from this team now? Because We've seen what they've done in the past. They, they've had Bruce, they've had Dale Hunter, they've had Adam Oates, uh, and now they have Barry Trotz. And we've seen what they do with a new coach uh, the first few games. They don't play very well. Um, how long do you think it's going to take for this team to adjust to this new system? Or do you think that Barry Trotz is kind of a, a veteran guy and he's got enough uh, new pieces to, to kind of play with at this team that um, everything's going to kind of fall in place quickly? What do you think it's going to be? Is it going to take a while or is it going to be a, a quick learning curve? Well, first things first, I think it's great that they the GM and Brian McClellan and the head coach and Barry Trotz are on the same page. And it seems like that hasn't been the way for quite a while with McPhee and whichever coach he, he selected. And I think it's also great that they have a head coach who is experienced, who has been there before. If you go back in those names you mentioned, Boudreaux, Hunter, Oates, these are all first-year head coaches in the NHL. Right. It's a first time on the job. They're going to make mistakes because they're rookies as well. That's not the case anymore. McClellan is, but he's not you know, dealing with the players as much in terms of their performance on the ice. That's Trotz's responsibility. He's been there before. So have the assistant coaches. So this is an experienced group. So while the history of Washington hockey is that they start slow, and yes, I do expect some mistakes to be going on earlier in the season. I don't think it's going to be the same as it is in the past. I do think they're going to come out and be playing better than they have in the past seasons where they've come out really slow. Um, there are always going to be errors. There's going to be some trouble. Uh, in regards to players being moved back to certain positions, I know over the summer there have been a lot of talks as to whether Ovechkin is going to stay on the right or move back to the left. I believe they're going to be actually putting Ovechkin back on his original left side, so that should be interesting to see. I'm sure he'll be with Backstrom again. Word is fair is going to be pushed back out to the wing, so he won't be centering a line anymore. But these are a lot of questions that are going to be coming into training camp. And I think the biggest thing Trotz is going to have to do is going to have to find the right mix, the right chemistry with these players to see who should be playing where. And I think right now it's tough to see – you know, where's a guy like Johansson going to line up? It looks like this, t- this team may have a lot of faith in Burakovsky. So he's been invited to camp. I think if he can come out and play incredibly well in training camp, he's going to make a very tough decision for for Trotz and McClellan in regards to are they going to hang on to him? Do you keep him around and where do you play him? They played him in that rookie game where the Caps were. They lost 3 nothing. Although one of those is an empty net goal, so it's not as bad as it sounds. Um, you know, it's one of those things where do you play him on the second line where you're probably going to have Kuznetsov do you have what a line of Johansson, Kuznetsov, and Burakovsky? Not exactly the most physically intimidating line, but you know I mean, is that, that something that be, might work? They would be definitely fast, though. Not to mention, well, yeah, they just outrace the other guys. <laughs> but all three of those guys also can play center. Uh, right. If if Burakovsky can't play center in the end, so it, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, I have what I think the lines are going to be, but I honestly have no idea. You know, I think the first, at least, my guess is the first line is going to end up being Ovechkin, Backstrom, and Brower. That's my guess is what you're going to get from training camp. You know, you go to the groups and you see that, like, Ovechkin, Backstrom, and Brower are all in the same group. Odds are that might be what Trotz is thinking about for that first line. I mean, you got to think of it as Ovechkin, Backstrom, no question. But the, who goes on the right side? You know, do you put Johansson on the right? Is it going to be fair? Is it Brower, Kuznetsov, you know, Ward? I don't know. 
Tom Wilson? That'd be crazy. Uh, but no, not going to be him. But, you know, it's, it's that's the biggest thing with training camp is seeing where these guys line up, what the chemistry is that they can build because it's going to be great to see how these guys do things. And I think another interesting thing is that it's going to be – it's not Oates' way where it seemed to be Oates had a system he wanted to play and he, he forced the players to fit into his system. Trotz is willing to adapt and, 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 and change things a little bit if it is he feels that that is better for the players based on their skill set. He's not set – you know, the, the talk in Nashville was always that he was a defensive-minded coach. But he always had defensive players. It wasn't necessarily that was his idea. He had these players and he made the system fit around that. So the question is, with all of this offensive talent, and now some actual defensive talent, even though they overpaid for Orpic, uh, is Trotz going to be able to bring an offense, offensive system into this team? So I think it's going to be very exciting to see what happens here. I'm, I'm just very curious as to how the lineup is going to be in regards to both the forwards and the defensemen. I, defense, i got no idea as to necessarily what they're going to do. It doesn't sound like the buddy-buddy, uh, the bromance, and Carlson and Alsner is going to be sticking together. You know, Who knows if you keep the ex-pens together and Niskanen and Orpik, and then Green, who knows? He got married, so maybe he's going to settle down and stop getting injured. <laughs> and if Orlov can stay healthy, and then you know what happens with your boy Erskine, and the if you forgot him, potentially, I know I did at the season at one point, Jack Hillen. You know, there's a lot of guys out there. you got to see what they're going to do. You know, it, it's a very interesting training camp. I I, I want to say, as far as me being a Capitals fan, this is probably going to be one of the most interesting training camps that uh, I've ever witnessed. It's probably going to be the one I, I pay most attention to as well because uh, I want to see what this coach does. Uh, Barry Trotz, like you said, this is not his his first rodeo. This he is a veteran coach, and he's never had a guy like an Ovechkin on his team. So. His coaching style, the way he worked with his players, uh, he may not have had the success that many people wanted in Nashville, but it's because of Nashville either not having the stars that they they really could have. Never had the money. Yeah, and they never had enough money. They couldn't afford a big guy. So Trotz is probably absolutely loving the fact that he's got a guy that he can finally coach like Ovechkin. I, and when I got to meet Barry Trotz at the Fan Fest, I talked about this last episode. It was a month and a half or so ago, so I'll, I'll just bring it back into your mind here. Uh, he's a super humble guy. He's very courteous to the fans. He shook every fan's hand. He's very humble. I'm hoping he brings that kind of mindset to this team as well. Like You don't have anybody who thinks they're bigger than the team, that you're going to have a team atmosphere you know, in the locker room on the ice where this isn't a one-man show. Ovechkin is known to be kind of not a showboat, but he likes the spotlight. And I think that is a great part of his game. That's what makes him exciting to watch. Having uh, some of that humility uh, that Trotz can bring to the table, I think, is going to help out Ovechkin's game. Uh, We'll see what happens, but, you know, everyone always says, oh, you know, Ovechkin's a coach killer. Uh, If he is. I think Barry Trotz is going to be the one to kind of push him back and get him to, to kind of stand in line, you know. Uh, I don't think Ovechkin's a coach killer. I'm not trying to say he is, but I think this is going to be the biggest challenge for Ovechkin so far as as it is working with a coach. I think this is going to be the, the most interesting way. Everyone's talking about Ovechkin's game is old and, and he's, he's, not he's boring, but you can tell what he's doing. I think Trotz is going to bring something special uh, to, to this team, which I'm very excited about. Uh, obviously, the GM, and the coach, uh, they addressed the defense problems uh, that the team had last year. I mean, the defense was just horrible last year. They were leaving the goalies out to dry. I mean, outside of the bromance, right? Well, you know, <laughs> Carlsner. I just wanted to say bromance again. Yeah, uh, John Carlson, Carl Alsner. They will always be, you know, some of my favorite Capitals. They were good considering the just ridiculous 
lack of a defensive strategy they seem to have, where it was kind of like, okay, guys, have fun. Right. It was the Steve Spurrier of defenses. <laughs> but uh, I, I can see John Carlson getting teamed up with a guy like Brooks Orpik uh, because they both have played for the Team USA. They've kind of had a history together. Um, I, I think they were paired together uh, for the Sochi Olympics. So I would like to see those two kind of oh, working yeah. together. If Brooks Orpik was paid a little bit too much, maybe a too little? long of a contract, uh, putting that aside, if you just kind of look at the skill set he's bringing and what Matt Niskanen is bringing to this team, they, they address the problem. Even if you don't agree with how much they paid for him, they address the problem that the Capitals had. So that that's is true, true. that is a huge thing. If the, the Capitals win the Stanley Cup this year and then those guys are just eating money later on down the road, well, that's that's something we'll have well, to worry about Well, then we're the Chicago the Blackhawks. Right, right. You know, it's... We'll have to worry about them down the road. But uh, as far as right now, they, the uh, problems are addressed. These guys hopefully are going to bring uh, their skills and, and everything to the Capitals. And then uh, let's talk about Justin Peters being the backup to Holpe. Justin Peters is coming in. He is knowing he is the backup. Will he play? Absolutely he'll play. He'll get a few games. But right now, Trotz and everybody else uh, on this team is going, Holpe, you're the guy. You're the goalie. You're the man. You're our number one. We brought in a guy. This isn't going to be like, all right, Grabauer's right here. He's good. He could take your job. They are saying, Hopi, you're the dude. You're our man. You're going to be the guy who goes out, leads the Capitals on the ice the majority of the games. Justin Peters, you're here as a backup. You're still talented. We still like you. But Hopi's our guy. And I think that's going to help Holpe out as well because Holpe, he's a guy who uh, who needs that, 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 that fire. He's a guy who needs, like, he's got something to prove. Well, I feel as if he has proven himself, and this is where he he solidifies his number one spot too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Holpe's definitely the number one guy going into camp, and he's got to have some sort of colossal meltdown to not be that guy. And Peter does come in knowing he's the backup, but I don't think that Holpe's going to be leaned on quite as much as he was last season in the sense that he has to play consistently every every like every week, all week. You know, Peters is going to get his fair share of games as a backup so that Holpe can remain fresh and they, and they hopefully keep him off of the IR and things like that. And so, you know, and they have that opportunity with Grabauer. He's going to be starting in Hershey likely. And uh, he'll have that opportunity to come up, you know, in the case that Peters goes down with an injury or, or, or Holpe needs to, you know, goes down with a, a whatever, knock on wood, nothing happens to him. But, uh, you know, Grabauer, my guess is at some point in the season, Grabauer gets a game or two uh, just because of, of, of circumstance. Um, but, you know, they've got some depth at the goaltending position, which is great. I think there's a couple of names that I see in, coming into training camp that I want to keep my eye on. You know, obviously you have your Ovechkins and Backstroms, the guys that have been on the team for a while that, you, you know, that's sort of – it's – you know, they have to come in and they have to prove themselves to some extent just because it's a new – for the most part, a new-ish front office and, and, and more or less a brand-new coaching staff. But also they have – you know, they, they want to get themselves ready up and, and geared for the season so that they're ready to go when the season starts. Now – the thing is, they're supposed to come into camp already in shape. They shouldn't be getting in shape while they're in camp. That's number one. Number two, these guys are already they should be ready to go by the beginning of the season. But a couple of names that always stand out. Obviously, you want to see how Kuznetsov does. Uh, I think Marcus Johansson, you definitely want to see how he does because I think he could be trade bait if they decide that they want to go. Let's say they want to go with like a Burkowski, Burkowski Kuznetsov fair line. Y'all, you know, is there a spot for Johansson on this team anymore? Do you move him out to potentially bring in somebody else? 
don't know. Or just free up some cap space that they desperately need. I mean, right now, according to CapGeek.com, this team is about $1.1 million and change in cap space, which is not enough. they got to get rid of somebody. Well, like uh, I, I've heard recently that uh, they were trying to get one of the top free agents uh, to come to training camp, and they were going to make some extra money, extra cap space, by shipping out John Erskine. You know, uh, I, I, Yeah, I saw that rumor. It was, um, shoot, what is it? Paul Bissonnette. Right. Uh, he ends up going to. He's going. You got an invite from to try a tryouts for the camp in um, St. Louis. But he there was a strong rumor going around over the summer. I'm going to call it a strong rumor. Who knows how much it was? Um, uh, that Pissonette was going to be potentially making his way to Washington. He's certainly a funny guy to follow on Twitter. Um, not the most talented of hockey players, but he's a, he's a fourth line grinder. And um, you know, he ended up not being the case. But yeah, I also I forget who I was talking. Was it Capsell or maybe it was somebody else? I was talking about Erskine was potentially on his way out. I think, honestly, that's the most logical move. I mean, currently on the roster, they have eight defensemen. And when you only have $1.1 million in change and Erskine's going to be sitting on the bench and making almost $2 million in cap space, you, I mean, he's logically the guy you're going to move out. Right, and, and I feel as if they've been trying to move him out and have had no luck. I don't think anybody would take John Erskine by himself. If you do pair him up with, like, a Marcus Johansson or something like that, that's possible. That's I a suppose. possibility where he could be. Uh, he could be. He could sit in somebody else's press box and be used if somebody else were injured or something like that. But Marcus Johansson is really your, uh, like you said, your your trade bait. Be like, you can have this guy, but also you're taking this guy too. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what happens in training camp if they decide to push out one of these guys. They have to push out somebody. I mean, if they go into the season with just 1.1 million change of cap space, that's definitely a problem. But a couple other guys, I, I'm gonna want to keep my eye on in training camp. Uh, aside from obviously because that's something for Burakovsky, I think um, you know Jakub Vrana is going to get a chance. I want to see how he does up against some real NHL talent to see if he can hold his own. I hope he's not on the same um, group pairing, whatever, uh, with like Ovechkin and Baxter. I want to see him go up against these guys and see how he can take a hit or see how he can try and go up against a John Carlson or a Carl Osner to see if the kid can actually hang with them. And then Nathan Walker, I think, just for the Australian fun, Walker. you know, to see how. To see, to see how he does, I think that'll be a lot of fun to see him out there. Um, also, uh, Stan Galif, he's been in the system for quite a while now, and he hasn't been able to make that jump really up into the, the AHL consistently. And so I think he this is a very important training camp for him. I think he's someone that they definitely could use in the future, but he's got to show that he's got the skills to be able to push himself to that next level. And you got a couple of grinders in Michael Lotta and Chris Brown. I think right now these are the guys that are going to be fighting it out for a fourth-line winger spot. Um, I'm guessing that Weagle, Weagle, uh, Beagle and Wilson are likely going to be on the fourth line as of right now, depending on how things shape out. Um, and then defensively, there's a couple of guys, Madison Bowie. I want to see how he does. Uh, Connor Carrick, I certainly think is going to end up in Hershey, but he's another name to keep your eye out. Christian Juice, I think is another one. Uh, just because this kid's got some talent. Remember Thomas Kondratik? He's still on the team. Oh yeah. I almost totally forgot about him. I like Kondratik. I don't think he has a spot anymore necessarily unless he's going to be like the seventh guy, but um, you know, and then there's um, oh, what's his name? Um, Patrick Way and Nate Schmidt uh, and Cameron Schilling are also guys. Sort of keep your eye on. They're definitely Hershey guys, but potentially. And then there's your boy, your favorite, Steve Alexi. Holy yeah! I think that he should be the seventh defenseman. You move out Erskine and Hillen, and it's just to free up the cap space. Bring Alexi up. You have him sit most nights, but he can fill in for an Orlov or a Green or somebody just for that one game to give them a rest, where it's not that big of a deal. And I think. I mean, he's not going to be probably not going to be happy not playing, but you know, I, was, I, I don't know. I mean, I got to think he'd be happier playing in the NHL than the AHL, and I think he has the talent to be able to be that seventh defenseman on a team that makes a makes a makes a real run. And then the goaltending wise, we know where that's going to shape up, and the rest of these guys are playing for a spot in Hershey. 
Yeah, I, I love your idea of having Steven Oleksi on this team. He 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 does he adds so much to this team. When when he went on waivers last season, man, I was I was heartbroken. That guy has got skill. He ought to be on the uh, the Capitals and not be a Hershey Bear. Uh, you brought up one name I, I do want to bring up uh, here, Nate Schmidt. Um, it, it was interesting. You know me, I went to a preseason game last year, and you and I talked about it, how when uh, these guys that you know aren't going to make the team, uh, they get a goal at one of the games, they just kind of go to a live shot of them skating to the bench. But when Tom Wilson got a goal, there was the shot of him that of him skating up to the camera, and there, you know, there's fog on the ice. It was a pre-made package, okay? So it was something that time was put into because they were like, hey, this guy's probably going to make this team, so we need to get footage of him. So that happened with Tom Wilson. Now, they put up a bunch of photos today on their Facebook of, check this out, we're doing our intro uh, video, and you got guys skating, you got Kutznets off on, uh, on the ice, and there's lasers around him and everything. And then they posted a picture of Nate Schmidt sitting on the bench. So it makes me think if he is skating in this intro video, I, I have to assume that they, they are going to have a place for him at least at some point of this season uh, on, on this team for him. They're expecting him to maybe come up from Hershey more than be down in Hershey and actually be a big part of this team this season. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves just yet. <laughs> uh, I I wouldn't go so far as to say that that is necessarily the reason, but I think they have the opportunity. And with it's still, you know it's a long season. You got a lot of uh, players that potentially go down. Having a lot of depth in the defensive department, while these guys aren't necessarily NHL caliber players just yet, having them come up for a game or two, I think in the end is going to be okay. And I think that's definitely a difference between McClellan and McPhee in the way that they've dealt with the defensive. McClellan has gone out and solidified at least five, six, seven, potentially eight NHL hockey players that can play defense. You know, in Carlson, Niskanen, Alsner, Orpik, Green. I got to think Orlov. And then you have Erskine and Hill, and that are kind of there. And then you surround them potentially with young guys that can come up and fill in every once in a while, and maybe someone surprises you and is able to stick with the team. And then Alexi, too. So I think the difference is that McPhee last season had a couple of NHL guys. And then was hoping that these young guys, these rookies, were going to be able to step up. And that just wasn't the case. And that's where a lot of problems came in. And so I think the fact that they've built an NHL caliber defense all the way through their top six, and then you'd be able to fill in around that with guys who are rookies that only have to play a little bit and get a cup of coffee in the NHL, I think that's definitely going to make this team better in the long run. This is a fun time to be a hockey fan. This is a fun time to get to know uh, the people that you've seen at the Fan Fest and the people that you've uh, you've seen at Rookie Camp. We've got this is going to be a, a good team. Let's uh, a few other names uh, that I don't think they're going to be Hershey Bears this year. Uh, they they might be. I'm not really sure. But you got guys like uh, Garrett Har. He's uh, he's a talented guy. He's been in the system for a while. And you've got Madison Bowie, another talented guy who's got a lot of people uh, looking at him. And uh, like we like you said, Andre Burovkowski. He he could spend a lot of time uh, up with the Capitals. I I wouldn't be surprised if he was a part of the uh, the opening night team because it seems as if he's got a lot of people already big fans of him as well. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, anything else we should talk about uh, that's going on in Caps world? Well, we have a little bit of an injury update. Uh, first time Wilson said that his injury was not a result of skateboarding, so that's irrelevant in the end. The fact is he was hurt somehow, and uh, you know, as long as he's, I think that's why Burkowski may get a, a legitimate look is because they may have that spot open uh, before. And so you may see him get a couple of games before that ten game mark um, this season. And Burkowski likely is sent down to wherever he may end up. Um, Tom Wilson's so rad, though, man. Come on. He's a skateboarder. He's a dumbass. Do kids still use the word rad? I 
I work with kids, and no, I don't think so. <laughs> Man, I'm old. But right. I also have no idea. Who, I don't know. They don't talk to me. No, uh, you know, I just Wilson, – Wilson's got to stay healthy. He's got to get more minutes this year, and he's got to play. I got. Well, I want to see him put the puck in the net more. If he's going to end up just being a, a fourth-line grinder and, and somebody that fights and hits, he was not worth a first-round pick. You know, he's got he's to be able to up his offensive game. We know that he's got the physical part of the game down, so he's got to be able to bring it more offensively this season. And then the other interesting bit is that uh, Brooks like is reportedly 100% according to – Brooks like so that's reassuring I guess it'll be nice to see if you can actually stay healthy for a full season or you know half a season or a week at a time would be a nice change of pace we, we have, I think I think he could be a great player for this team and if he can't stay healthy then you know maybe you package him out at some point I don't know I mean we, have, also, we haven't seen him for like almost three years now I mean it was before the lockout is the last time that we saw uh, Brooks like at 100% I'm pretty sure I've used him more in an NHL hockey game uh, than he's actually played on the ice, and I haven't bought the NHL game in like two years. <laughs> so that's not good. Which, by the way, let me just uh, a little side note here: uh, the lockout. Uh, I have that Time Hop app on my phone where it tells you like what you posted a year ago on this date, two years ago on this date. Is all that like... what everyone's doing on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's called Time. I have no Hop. idea what's been going on. You link your accounts, and then uh, it tells you like what you tweeted that day or what you Facebook oh, that, God, that I day. I don't want to know. And all of the lockout posts that I had were just so depressing and so angry. And I hate life. <laughs> but hey, we're, we we got at least you know another what two three years before another lockout. So bring it, but yeah, two years somehow they'll find a way to do it this upcoming yeah. summer. I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, any, anything else we should talk about? Uh, no, man. Hockey's it's. it's oh, oh you know what? They, you know, use the phrase they used when the lockout ended. Hockey's back. Hockey's back. Yeah. Oh, it feels so good. One thing yeah. we should bring up, but of course we're not a news organization, but everybody already knows this. Uh, Nats Park is going to be the site of this year's Winter Classic. Yeah. Caps Blackhawks. Uh, yeah. Very, very excited Wait, about yeah. that. No, though. Like, why the hell are we, they playing the Blackhawks? Uh, it's that's an, so random. Yeah, it's another big market. There's no animosity. Chicago. There's no, there's no backstory. There's no like, th- this is why they're not doing HBO twenty four seven this year. That's, I, I that's, heard, not, that's not why. That's not why. Right. But that might be why. That part of it is like, hey, what's the story? Um, they play each other occasionally during the season. <laughs> like they got nothing else. They like, both why? wear red. <laughs> they there it is the battle of the teams who have some shade of red that they, in their logo injury. No, there's no, there's no story. Now I get it. There's shouldn't really care if there's a story or not. But if you're gonna make this big hype that this outdoor game is so freaking crazy and and once a year, except for when you have stadium series, then make it against a team where there is a story behind it. At least get some. That's why it was so much fun with the Caps and the Penguins, also because the Caps won. But it's what made it more interesting going into it. If you have the Caps and Blackhawks, it's like. Um, okay. Like, it's not as exciting. I mean, it, I didn't want to be the Penguins again because that's just redundant. But you could go out and you could have, I mean, I don't know. The Rangers have had it, what, like nine times? since yeah. no, the Penguins. Um, you know, you could have made it a more interesting team, a team that there was some animosity. I mean, it would have made sense almost with the Rangers because we played them so many freaking times in the playoffs recently. Or you have it being Boston since they won the Cup and then we knocked them out. You know, it, there's there's more of a story behind it. And you have a cast of characters, at least with the two teams. How so. terrible is it that we're not getting HBO and friggin' Patrick Kane was going to be the guy that we were up against this year. Can you uh, imagine him unfiltered thing for him? Yeah, because he's a flipping moron. <laughs> that guy's so dumb. 
<laughs> uh, this this Tuesday, uh, I believe it's September 23rd, they will have a press conference to officially say Nats Park will be hosting the NHL Winter Classic. But the cool because thing, necessary. finally, they're going to tell us what kind of jerseys they're going to be having uh, at the Winter if Classic. they go with some futuristic, stupid thing, I'm not going to buy one. Giant weagle, giant weagle <laughs> on the chest, Washington. No, no, stop it. Don't give them. Damn it, Batman might be listening. He's not listening. Batman might be listening. Don't do it. Um, I, I sent you a picture I found on Reddit. It was a weagle, and it said Washington, oh. like, slightly curved over, and, and it had red, and then it had off-white sleeves. Um, no, no, yeah. stop it. I, I assume they're going to go. Stop giving them ideas. <laughs> I assume they're going to go with the old-school red star jerseys. Uh, kind of like the Winter Classic. Yeah, that's my guess. I want the old school. Not well, they're not that old school, really. But the blue ones with the the eagle logo right. going like diagonally down. I like though. I have that's the first hockey jersey. That's maybe the first jersey I ever owned. Was I, uh, uh, I have far too many now. But the first jersey I ever owned, I believe, was the, I got it as a. I worked as a. Um, this is a random story, but I worked as a um, a volunteer at a summer camp. And since they didn't pay me, I guess my my present at the end or present my like gift they, that the the owners gave me at the end of the summer uh, or my time with them was a Capitals jersey. Nice. Yeah, I was like, wow. I just was kind of getting like the opportunity to have fun for work. <laughs> but that was really cool. I was, you know, so that's, it's, it's, it was definitely really cool. I wouldn't mind those. I really like those jerseys. Those are cool. I, I just got one of those off of eBay last week. <laughs> I paid uh, I paid nineteen bucks and twelve dollars of shipping and good right, deal, man. Yeah, it's very good deal. And right now it's at the dry cleaners. But apparently, I've been taking my jerseys to this dry cleaner uh, for about four years now, and uh, it's real cheap because it's not like a suit or anything. It's just a jersey. He decides to tell me uh, on Monday. He looks at the tag and goes, "Yeah, these uh these can't be dry cleaned." And I'm like, Oops. you've been doing this for four years. How is this now not not being allowed to get dry cleaned? He's like, well, I can still do it if you want. And I'm like, yeah, please, please, go ahead. It's fine. You've done this before. So uh, I'll get those back. Cool. I, that'll be uh, the – this is a great hockey podcast we're doing right now with these stories. Yeah, we're talking fashion and <laughs> what are we doing? Well, but, I mean, it. you know what? It's important for fans to know that you should not take your jerseys to the dry cleaners. How are you supposed to clean them though? That's what I – uh, I'm not putting in the washing machine with those – with the, the with the embroidered jerseys. They'll get all crazy Hang on. Looking. Let me pull one down and I can tell you because apparently we need some filler in here for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is a starter jersey. This tells you how far back this goes. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that even a company anymore? I don't think so. They saw start. That was the thing back in the day. Starter. Oh my god. Starter. Those starter jackets. Oh yeah, I had a uh, Dallas Cowboys starter jacket. See, what the hell, man? Oh yeah. What is wrong with you? Okay, hold on. The, ra- uh, the machine- Ravens weren't here. Dude, they're yet. machine washable. Machine wash in cold. And I can't believe we're doing this. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> It really is machine washing cold, though. So just anybody out there wanting to know. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually washed a hockey jersey. I should probably do that at some point. Yeah, I, have, might, I have to wash the ones on eBay. They might smell a little by now. Yeah, the ones on eBay I usually get with, like, food stains on them, and they don't tell me that beforehand. I'm not but... buying that joint. Oh, what don't ever buy a red jersey on eBay. Uh, that went poorly for me. <laughs> Did it really? It, it is not the right shade of red. And I was Aww. Backstrom, and the BAC in Backstrom was at an angle. So, <laughs> But there's a reason it was, like, 40 bucks. Oh, yeah. So I gave it to a friend because he didn't have a jersey. Um, <laughs> You're like, I don't want this. This is stupid. He was like, I don't care. Just, I just want one when we go to games. And I was like, all right, here you go, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all of the Caps news and fashion talk for the week. 
Awesome. This went off the. You know what? It's a preseason for us too. We're we're getting back into. into Hey hey man, this is the best part about podcasting. This is why I love it because you can just go on. There's no format. You can just talk about whatever you want. No, No, there certainly is not. Yeah, and we can just have fun. We're laughing. That's all you want, man. Look. We were talking about this earlier, man. Let's go off on another tangent real quick. Kevin Smith is making a Canadian horror movie. It's coming out tomorrow. If there is not a hockey reference in this movie, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, they're already the, the one of the previews is where uh, Justin Long's trying to go through customs, and he says he's from New Jersey, but now he lives in L.A., and the guy go, a man stuck doth in between devils and kings. Nice, nice. All right, well played, well yes. played, well, well played, Mr. Smith. <laughs> well played, sir. All right, but uh, that's if that's it uh, for for Caps fashion and uh, Jersey Jersey washing skills. Uh, that's it for that. Uh, let's take a quick break, and here's a word from the uh, Baltimore Sports Report Network. What, what, what the fuck? What the fuck? Is a member of the Baltimore Sports Report Network. Find more podcasts like this at baltimoresportsreport.com. All right, everybody, we're back. Of course, there's really nothing going on uh, with the Hershey Bears or the new ECHL affiliate, the uh, the South Carolina Stingrays. The new old affiliate. Yes, the new old that we're sharing Sorry. with the Bruins. Um, nothing really going on with them, which, by the way, I'm talking about our other segment, bought one of their jerseys on eBay as well. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, back to back. Yeah, but now let's go around the NHL. We're going to talk about some uh, some of the big things going on in the NHL as every team gets ready for training camp. So, Coach Dan, what's going on around the NHL? Well, I've got three quick things I wanted to bring up. Well, yeah, we'll do three. Uh, first is that uh, Tabu Solani apparently had some interesting comments earlier. It was today or yesterday regarding former Caps coach and current Anaheim coach uh, Bruce Boudreaux. Solani reportedly has said it would have been wrong if we had won the Stanley Cup with coach like that. He also said, if you are, I'm sorry, you are as good as your coach wants you to be. If we had any other coach, I'd still be playing. Um, that's not nice. Tamu. That's, that's not what, like that was completely unnecessary to say something like that. But yeah, that's be nice. Tamu. That's un- unnecessary. These quotes are courtesy of Adam Vingan via Juha Hitella, uh, an NHL correspondent for what I'm going to assume is a Finnish newspaper or magazine. I don't know. I can't read Finnish. Uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and just assume that's that's what it is. Uh, we already touched on the how there's no more NHL. Um, sorry, HBO 24/7. Boo! That's lame. Uh, I was really excited to have it in DC with the Caps again. Um, but that sucks. One of the reasons I heard that they were not going with HBO because apparently they are doing a series with Epics, uh, which is a channel. The I, NHL is. Yes, the NHL supposed to be doing a version mm-hmm. of 24/7 with this show with the TV station Epics. I don't think I have Epics on Comcast. I think it's more of a Verizon station. I don't know. I think my parents do. Yeah, I don't have it. But apparently, I, again, I don't know how truthful this is. I heard the reason why the NHL and HBO couldn't come to an agreement is because the NHL wanted final cut of each episode. And HBO oh, did not. Damn it. Batman, will you stop screwing with everything? Leave it alone, man. So that 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 might be the problem with uh, what, what happened with that, which if that is true, I mean, that that really blows because the HBO 24 seven was something special. It was so much fun too. It was just to see these guys, just see the real behind the scenes thing. Like I remember all the time when you're, you're, you're so-and-so's out, um, 
for today's game because he has the flu or sick or something. And you're like, the f- how are these guys not able to take care of themselves? But then, you know, you go and you- I remember we watched HBO 24 seven with the caps and penguins. Was it Boyd Gordon was sick. Yeah. And you saw him and he just looked like a zombie in that episode. And you're like, wow, you know, it's, it, it, it almost, it sounds weird to say this, but like it humanizes the players because you see that they're real people. They're not just names on a website or, or, or these just, really fast guys on skates you know they're real people and it was so much fun but to, to, like you said they're doing something potential on epics that'll be cool to see it, it won't be the same because it won't be Liv schreiber narrating it but you know they'll get like Kiefer sutherland or something and then you'll just think jack bauer is yelling at you all the time Liv um, schreiber was pretty awesome at that i didn't realize that was him for the longest time <laughs> one day i saw it in the like closing credits and it had narrated by Liv schreiber and i was like the hell yeah he doesn't sound like him it was, yeah he was really good but uh, um, but apparently like you know from the first HBO 24-7, the original producer for that left HBO, started up his own production company, and the NHL started partnering with him, and that's who did the NHL-revealed Sochi documentary type of show that was on NBC Sports. Gotta so, be honest, never watched it. I watched it. I really enjoyed it. Was I, it I, good? I, I did like it. I, I, I like seeing that behind-the-scenes stuff, but it missed the HBO rawness to it, because... With HBO, you can say whatever you want. You don't. Have oh, to, the NHL probably doesn't want that. Maybe they want something like PG, maybe PG thirteen, that they can put out there to everyone. HBO twenty four seven was R rated, and for a reason because Boudreaux really likes the F word. But you see, that's what I really loved about it because it was so raw and it felt like that wasn't staged. Oh, I did too. So, like, if if people aren't cursing and that kind of stuff, it makes it feel kind of forced. So, I don't know what Epic's uh, what their standards are. Maybe they are like HBO, but. There might be something on the horizon with HBO or or with a twenty four seven like show, but we'll see. NHL Winter Classic Special. I don't know. They'll call it whatever the only one. Um, yeah, another piece of uh, news is that Josh Harding has been suspended by Minnesota for getting injured during a non hockey uh, related activity. Ooh. So that's 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 not good. Not good, Mister Harding. So yeah, he's got he until he's healthy, he's. You know, going to be in a lot of trouble. And then uh, last thing is I'm looking at CapGeek.com, which is a great website to find out about sort of salary cap information and the opportunity to see what players make, uh, what teams there are, how much cap space they have left. I love using it. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers have just under $5 million. They're over the cap. Oh, wow. That's a problem. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Now, that's if this is accurate, but it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do going into the season. Now, I feel like there's going to be somebody – uh, you know, if it has Pronger on there, that might free up the rest of that cap space. Or yeah, that might free up pretty much all of that. But they'll have like zero cap space if Pronger ends up going on the long-term injury reserve or however that's going to work. But yeah, there's a couple of teams like that: the Flyers, uh, the Blackhawks, the Lightning, and the Bruins. Bruins are barely over, but like there are a lot of teams that don't have a lot of cap space. So I would not be surprised to see some you know interesting names get potentially cut uh, or not cut. You can't really do that, but like traded or released or whatever. They find a buyout. First couple of players that are, um, you know, that you wouldn't expect going into the start of the season because there are some teams that need need some cap space, and then there's someone like uh, Calgary who has 15 million in cap space. <laughs> like you can sign a few guys. Hey, Calgary, we'll give you John Erskine. We don't want anything back. You give us a seventh round pick. I'm okay with that. You take him, and we will pay you. <laughs> well, you, I'll give you John Erskine and Jack Hillen. And you just give me a seventh round pick. If you want to be nice, we'll take two of them. But I mean, it's you know, there are teams that have the cap space, and Erskine's contract I want to say is through the end of the season. So I think, 
Hold on, let me check that. Yeah, Erskine's contract and Hillen are both up at the end of the season, so I think it actually makes them more attractive to a team that's just looking to have, you know, an NHL guy around that they have a ton of cap space that they don't have to worry about it because, you know, if he doesn't work out, who cares? He's gone. And these aren't guys that are, you know, supposedly they're not bad in the locker room, so you don't have to worry about that. All right, man. A lot of stuff going on. I think our show next week's even going to be... You said this is going to be a short show, and that was not the case. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. I told you, man. We could start talking about the Caps, man. We can go forever. That's, we can that's... probably cut all that fashion stuff, and the show will be like 10 Oh, minutes. hell no. We're keeping that in. <laughs> Dude, the show will be like 10 minutes. All right. So if you're listening, about 20 minutes in, you just skip ahead by like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. All right. I don't care. Man, you're, you're doing like uh, Back to the Future stuff. You're like going back in time. Like, should I put that in the, the beginning of the show? I have been watching Doctor Who recently. Oh, are you into that now? Yeah, yeah, I'm about as um, I'm almost done with two seasons, so it's it's a crazy ass show. Let me tell you that much. Yeah, I'm, but it's fun. It's funny. It's fun. It's British. It's goofy. I haven't uh, watched it. I enjoy it. I I'm rewatching The Walking Dead, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's not back yet. No, not yet. It's like three weeks away. So not... I'm like nine seasons behind in Doctor Who. So I, anyone that's watching currently, leave me alone. Well, yeah, there's because like I don't know. No spoilers. I don't know what's going on. There what? There's like fifty seasons. No, no, there's not 50. There might be. No, I'm watching, like, the more current ones from, like, 2005. Ah. It started with the bad guy from Gone in 60 Seconds, Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston, oh. Eccles something. That guy um, was cool. Yeah, I, yeah, that movie was fun. Yeah. Even though it had Nicolas Cage. <laughs> All right, so we're going we're gonna to wrap things up here before we start talking about Nicolas Cage filmography. We have a new podcast. It's called Nicolas Cage. No, I don't know. It's called The Cage Cast. <laughs> Cage Cage. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you just talk about Nicolas Cage movies. Who, and, what, where? And and no one will listen because it'll be terrible. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap things up. But uh, before we do that, let's take another quick break. And uh, here's a word from CapsHill.com. What the Puck is available on CapsHill.com. While there, check out blogs and funny photos about the Washington Capitals that have appeared on the NHL Network. That's CapsHill.com. All right, guys. Well, that's pretty much it for the show this week. So now it's time. Let's talk about this. There's plenty of ways to stay social with us. Uh, make sure you tweet to me at Brando Cash on the Twitter, and uh, we can stay connected that way. We can talk puck. We can talk Baltimore Ravens football. We can talk about Christmas if you want to, because I'm always tweeting about Christmas as well. But Coach Dan, he's on Twitter too. Where can people follow you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan. You can also find me at CapitalsOutsider.com. This is Cap's fan run website devoted to the Washington Capitals. That's CapitalsOutsider.com. But Brandon, what about Brando Cash Entertainment? That's right. Go to BrandoCash.com. That's where you get information about this show and all the other shows produced by Brando Cash Entertainment. We'll be posting videos and photos, all that kind of good stuff up there as well. Go over to Facebook, Facebook.com slash Brando Cash and like Brando Cash Entertainment there, as well as Facebook.com slash WTP Podcast. Two P's in that title. Like us over there and we'll post up news and pictures and countdowns and new podcasts. And then you can also follow us on Twitter, the actual show at WTP underscore podcast. Now, people out there, we do this show completely for free. We are at episode number 78. We've never been paid once. We give you all kinds of Caps talk from uh, Caps fashion to lockout to Olympic hockey to Caps postseason to the preseason, the regular season. We do it all for free. You guys listen, you download, you stream for free. Thank you for doing that no matter what. Let me tell you that off the bat. 
But we need your help because we want to get bigger. We want to get even even broader. We want to get a big audience. We want more Caps fans. We want to keep the Verizon Center packed all the time, rocking the red. So you need to tell a friend that you are a Caps fan and that they should listen to what the puck all the time. So we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, the Baltimore Sports Report Network, and CapsHill.com. Let people know. They can download, stream, do whatever they need to, all for free. All right? And tell people online. So on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram and Vine and Reddit, anywhere you are social on the web, be strong, be proud. You are a Caps fan and that you love What the Puck. Let them know about it. So First preseason game is this Sunday. Until we talk again, the Capitals will be up against Buffalo this Sunday at 5 o'clock. On Monday, up against the Flyers. That will be on Comcast Sportsnet at 7 o'clock. And then next Wednesday, up against the Bruins. That one will not be televised. That one, that game is also starting at 7 o'clock. So you can probably listen to John Walton during that one. But uh, until next time, training camp is about to start. Here we go. The Caps are back in town. The boys are back. We love the Capitals here, so let's all say it together. Let's go Caps. This has been a production of the Brando Cash Network. Music mixed and produced by DJ Wolfman. But having some of that humility that oats, or not oats, Having some of that humility. Uh, uh, don't bring that name up. Yeah. <laughs> he, sh- he who shall not be named. <laughs>